I'm Debbie Brower, and this is my friend, Anita Carver. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and we are here, um, going to talk to you a little bit about a new uh, development. I know many of you have been keeping up with what happened on Wednesday, August 19th, 2020, in Newport, Arkansas. This is about the murder of jogger Sidney Sutherland. Sydney Claire Sutherland was 24 years old, born September the 18th, 1995. She was blonde with brown eyes, into fitness, running every day possible, exercising and playing with her two dogs, which were absolutely adorable. She was a registered nurse working at Unity Health Harris Medical Center in Newport, Arkansas. According to friends, she ran as much as possible and pretty much ran the same route at the same time each day. She was five foot three and weighed only 103 pounds. On Wednesday, August 19th, 2020, Sydney went for a run, which was typical for her. She called her boyfriend, Alex Nicholson, when she left to tell him that she was going for her jog. She called him again a few minutes later. He texted her back not long after, and she never responded. According to one person who is good friends with her boyfriend's family, the area Sydney ran regularly is a rural area, but not remote. She was running beside her house, where there's lots of farmland and farmers out working. The interstate is actually really close by. In fact, a UPS driver told police that Sydney had been seen while making deliveries just a few minutes before she evidently went missing. Sydney never returned home. You know, this is one of those stories that kind of gets in the pit of your stomach and stays with you. I mean, I have a niece that's 25, and it just... Um, horrible thing to think about. And she was probably in an area where she really felt safe. Which right. Which just goes to show you really never are truly safe. That makes you worry. I know my daughter runs a lot. And it worries me. Although I know she could probably, she's a Texas State Trooper. And she could probably kick anybody's butt that tried to get her. Absolutely. But that's still, you still don't want anybody to try to get her. Absolutely You not. want our people to stay safe. So. 100%. Anyway, once she went missing, that kicked off a huge three-day search in Jackson County, Arkansas, which is located in the northeastern part of Arkansas. The Arkansas State Police and the FBI actually joined in. Um, the search covered an area around State Highway 18 between Newport and Grubbs, Arkansas. A Facebook group called Sydney Sutherland Missing Arkansas was formed, and many, many people came out to help the police search for her. Everyone in this small community loved this young woman who had a huge heart for helping others. She sounds like just not only a, a good person, just an awesome human being. I mean, yes. just, you know. If you looked at her Facebook, actually, you could go see all the many different things that she shared about different things were going on in town or across the state or whatever, where people were trying to raise money for different things. And she was always trying to help other people, it looks like, just based on just her Facebook profile. Absolutely. So... Um, among the searchers, when they got out and started searching, was a man named Quake Llewellyn. Sydney and Quake knew each other, being from the same small Arkansas town. In fact, Sydney and Quake's wife, Gracie, were friends on Facebook. Quake was a large man coming in at 6'3 and over 300 pounds. He had joined the Facebook group and showed up for the search. Quake helped in the search efforts every day along with everyone else. He actually hugged and consoled Sydney's mother the day before they found Sydney. Little did everyone know 
that soon they would find out that Llewellyn was Sydney's murderer. Wow. What a horrible situation. You know, small town, you just don't think things like this happen, and you trust your neighbors. Well, and you're from a small town, and you really know how that happens. You know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. They know everything about everybody, they think, but you really sometimes just don't know if there's a monster living next door. And sometimes those monsters don't show themselves. Absolutely. So we'll continue that discussion in just a sec. Theft, shootings, loss prevention, parking lot security, home protection. These are just a few of the reasons to have a video surveillance system installed in your business, church, office, or home. Prime Tech Systems can help. Did you know that 70% of home break-ins happen during the daytime when you, the homeowner, are at work? Don't be left unprotected. Burglar alarm and camera systems installed can save lives and protect your assets. Prime Service, Prime Equipment, Prime Tech Systems. Contact us for a free in-home evaluation. Visit Prime Tech Systems in their new showroom at 301A Industrial Boulevard, Nash, Texas, in the Nash Business Park, or give them a call at 903-278-0830. So let's talk about Quake Llewellyn. Llewellyn knew Sydney from living in the same community for years, just like we just finished Absolutely talking about. small town. Right. And the thought is that he probably pulled up as if to talk to her. Um, and, of course, what reason would she have for not talking to him? Absolutely. You just don't think bad things happen in small towns. Right. I mean, it's real sad. Of course, we will never know unless Quake actually tells it. But... Um, investigators eventually recovered Sydney's body north of her residence on Friday afternoon at approximately 2 p.m., about a day after her cell phone was found on her running route. The three-day search operation used canine units and helicopter crews. Jackson County Sheriff David Lucas said that the Arkansas State Crime Lab identified Sutherland through DNA evidence. That's pretty telling. Yes. Because no longer than she had been deceased or missing... Um, if they had to use DNA evidence, that's not a good thing. No. Originally, when her body was found and Llewellyn was implicated, he told police that he had accidentally hit her with his vehicle and panicked and buried her body. That was until the police found her and the evidence did not show that. According to one friend on Facebook, Llewellyn did horrid things to her to the point that the family cannot view her body. That was why DNA was necessary to make sure it was actually Sydney, which is horrible, horrible for her family, horrible for all of her friends. I can't imagine after all that had happened that he actually mutilated her body. Well, and even it's, you know, for everybody that knows her, but even people in that community, like, you know, you just don't think these things happen. I mean, like I said, I live in a small town. You don't think these things happen in your community. Yeah, you actually don't think these things happen even in Texarkana, for that matter. Right. And that's a lot bigger than where this was or where you live. Right. It's You just don't think about it happening to anybody you know. You don't. So, eventually, Llewellyn confessed to abducting, raping, and murdering Sydney at 2 p.m. August 24th. He made his first appearance at the Jackson County Circuit Court before Judge Harold Irwin. 
An Arkansas State Police agent said on the stand that Llewellyn admitted to seeing Sutherland walking on CR-41, and he reportedly then abducted her, took her to his farmland, and sexually assaulted her, then buried her body. Well, you know, just you just have to think, you know, what triggered at that moment, you know, had he been thinking about this for a long time? Had he been planning it? Was it Why just it suddenly- crime of opportunity, not necessarily her? I mean, there's just all kinds of things you did you just have to think had he done this before i mean right. there's just all think all kinds of things that play into this like you and know. what makes somebody think like that yeah what makes you snap at that point you right know? what what makes you even think about doing that right so after reviewing the affidavit judge Irwin found probable cause to charge Llewellyn with capital murder kidnapping and rape he ordered that Llewellyn be held without bond until his next court appearance on october the 1st Llewellyn had allegedly brutally beaten and raped, murdered, mutilated, and then buried her body. He's been charged with capital murder, again, rape, and kidnapping. You know, I went and I really confirmed about capital murder. Like, I thought I knew what it was, but I really looked it up. And, it, you know, there's a, it's murder that occurs during the commission of another felony, which was actually two more felonies because it was kidnapping and, and rape. rape and then the murder. Right. So it's, you know, it's just about as horrific as it can get. Right. That's, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine thinking of that happening to one of my children, one of my friend's children, you know, anybody that I know, I I can't imagine what they're going through at this point. Well, it's very easy with, with her to personalize this, you know, like you just, you don't want to let yourself go to that place where you can imagine what her family's going through because I don't it, it's just so horrible. Yes. You know, you just don't want to, to let it be real. Right. Well, let's take a little break and we'll be right back. Protecting your employees, inventory, and commercial assets is essential in today's world. Security locksmiths can help. Since 1979, Security Locksmiths has been a leader in security for a 500-mile radius of Texarkana, Texas. Security Locksmiths provides a variety of complete packages, including commercial door hardware, commercial doors and frames, access control systems, high security locks, safes, alarm systems, gate operators, video surveillance systems, intrusion detection systems, and much more. Their team will help you choose the right system for your unique needs. Wouldn't you like to rest easy knowing that you have the proper amount of security in place? Call Security Locksmiths today for a consultation at 903-831-3797. So back to Quake. What we learned from doing our research is that he had changed his name in high school from Jeremy Davis to Quake Llewellyn, Quake being a childhood nickname, after his mom married into the Llewellyn family, his um, stepfather actually adopted him. So he lived in Newport, Arkansas. His family was honored as Jackson County Farm Family of the Year in 2016. They farmed 5,800 acres in four counties in Arkansas, and he's only 28 years old. Wow. Yes, That's and a that, big operation. Yes. And as far as I could see from doing my research, and I know you said you had researched it some also, they said that his parents were actually really good people, that people in the community loved them, and everybody was saying, don't blame his family, that, 
you know, he had, as far as they knew, a, a pretty normal childhood, I guess, as far as his family treating him right. Um, although there were some rumors that he had done some bad things earlier in life. Right. As far as, like, pets and other things that were not normal. Right. Oh, which a lot of times is the case, stories like this. Yes, and so that makes you wonder, okay, well, what was he thinking, and how could you possibly then take that and change it into doing something to another person? Right. Um, which, you know, a lot of times they say if you watch people who are um, mean to animals, those same people are the ones that end up hurting people. They say that's the next step. Yes. So what would make Sydney stop and get close enough to him for him to grab her? Well, they'd known each other, having lived in the same town, small town Arkansas, like we said before. I'm sure she never thought anything about him coming close to her. Um, rumor is that he says he actually passed her on the road, then turned around and came back, which is when he abducted her. With him weighing 300 pounds to her 100 pounds, there was no way she could get away once he grabbed. So unless he tells the whole story, we may never know why she allowed him to get that close. Well, you know, she she never stood a chance. I mean, she was so overpowered. He was, you know, a foot taller than her and 200 pounds heavier than her. Once he got his hands on her, she she just, there was no chance for her, which is, is sad. sad to think about. And who knows if he even tells the story, if it's going to be the truth or not. Right, because he lied in the first place. Right. When he, when they were on to him, he said he hit her with his vehicle. Right. Pants and then or whatever. When so. they found the body, they found that was a totally different right. thing. Right. So that's bad. He's already proven himself to be. <laughs> to be a bad person. <laughs> to be dishonest. Yes, and be dishonest. <laughs> there you go. Exactly right. So um, Sydney leaves behind two older brothers, two nieces who lost, who they called their sassy, her mom and dad, and her boyfriend, Alex. Such evil should not exist in this lifetime. I agree. On a sad note, police are investigating the possibility also that Quake Llewellyn was involved in the disappearance of Brooke Allensworth, who has been missing from Oil Trough, Arkansas, since July 11, 2018. She was driving her black 2007 Toyota Camry from Newport to Searcy when she got a flat tire. She attempted to fix the tire, um, but the fix apparently didn't work, and she never made it to her destination. Eventually, her car was found parked underneath a bridge near a river at a boat ramp. Wow. Yeah, I think it's interesting that both Sydney and Brooke had just dyed their hair blonde right before going missing. It's like, okay, did he have a thing for blonde-haired women? Both were nurses. And right now, Llewellyn is being questioned about this missing woman as well, according to sources that we found. Sounds like he should be. Exactly. Sounds like it was very close to the area. Yeah, and I mean, who knows what was going through his head? Was she actually the very first person? I mean, he had it pretty down to what he did. Obviously, he followed her enough to know what her, you know, regular routine was, where she was running or whatever. Somebody had to have done something where he actually knew what she was. There were some rumors online, also on Facebook, that said something about he had gotten in trouble for stalking her before. I'd read where he had gotten in trouble and some rumors of stalking maybe other people, too. Right. Maybe this was like a thing, you know. Of course, like I said, rumors are rumors, but... Well, they said, I think some of the comments said said something about also him being a peeping Tom and um, 
many different things that he had done throughout his teenage years and on into his 20s. And so it wasn't, I guess to some people, it wasn't necessarily a surprise that he had done, done something even worse. Right. To, to most people, it was that progression right. into something more serious. Right. Of course, you know, I know his family has to be horrified. Um, we were talking about earlier how his family was not there at the courtroom um, when they arraigned him. So I can understand that. I would think, okay, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is even person that is kin to me because I didn't raise my child like that or whatever. So I can't imagine how horrible it is, not only for Sydney's family, but also for his family, because they, I'm sure, had no idea that he would do anything like what he did. Shock doesn't even begin to describe, you know, I just, I can't even imagine. I mean, the the horror from his mom to think that her child did, did something like that, was capable right. of doing something it's like that. It's just really the whole situation is just a bad situation. So, And we have to... If what we're hearing is true, we have to believe he did it because from what they're reporting is he confessed to doing it. And I have no idea why he would confess to doing those things if he didn't do those things. Right. And I think they did they not find the body on his farm as well? There, there's a lot of back and forth on that, whether it's his farm or somewhere he led him to or, you know, so I really don't know. But it was they're all right there together. Right. <laughs> you exactly. know, the farms are all right there together. You know, from what I understand, the, the family farms were close okay in close proximity to each other so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about running and um women and protection for you whether you're running or whatever just by yourself so we'll be right back whether you're new to shooting or handguns or you just want a professional eye to evaluate your fundamentals Legendary Firearms in Nash, Texas can provide the training you need. Legendary Firearms Beginner Basic Pistol Class is taught by T. Cole Certified Instructor Raymond Calhoun and NRA Certified Pistol Instructor Debbie Brower. Private lessons are also available. Both Raymond and Debbie will be happy to spend the time to help you learn to be comfortable with your pistol. If you would like to schedule, register at www.legendaryshootingsports.com or call 903-336-6139 to schedule your lesson. So as everybody probably knows, I am the owner of an indoor shooting range and an NRA certified pistol instructor. Of course, that commercial you just heard talks about that. Absolutely. Um, I love, in particular, helping women. Um, women, helping them learn how to be confident and competent using a firearm or just being able to protect themselves, um, which can save their lives. Absolutely. There's bad um, people. Yes. Let's talk world. about running for just a little bit. Anita, what would you think would be good to tell joggers? Well, you know, I don't really know what to tell joggers because if you see me running, 
you better run because something really bad's after me. <laughs> I tell people I'm that not, myself. I'm not a jogger. <laughs> For real. I actually had someone call me the other day after all of this started coming to the forefront of the news um, who is a jogger and she runs probably, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 20 miles a day, which wow. is just crazy to me. I can't imagine running that. You know, it's a long way for me to go in my car. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, how in the world can you possibly do that? And she was telling me that, you know, she runs a different things at different times. A lot of times she'll run in the city and she comes to some of our jogging paths here in the city and she lives way out in the country. And I can say that because I've been to her house (laughs) and um, she runs on the roads out there. A lot of them are dirt roads. And she's told me before that there are people out there that are undesirable and she knows there's probably a couple of um, drug houses out there and things like that. And when all of this came to the forefront, she asked me, she said, what should I do? And I said, well, you know, there's lots of things that you actually can do um, according to how much you want to do, I guess. You've got to decide in your mind what are you actually willing to do. So I'll suggest some things that might help. Um, I also, you know, know that at our store, you know, we offer the licensed carry class um, and beginner pistol classes. So, you know, that's something that we do to help people as well. Absolutely. I really believe that, you know, every woman should know how to use a pistol. Every woman should know how to actually be able to protect themselves when the time comes. So, And you absolutely need to know how to use your pistol. It's not just about having it on you. Right. And you I will need, tell you. You need to know how to use it and yes. be prepared to use it. And my, yes. And you need to think about that. Okay. What are you willing to do? Are you willing to actually protect yourself, your family? Are you willing to protect somebody else? So in one of my classes I teach, I actually tell the um, story about, okay, if, if you're in a convenience store and you have someone walk in the store with a gun and they point at the cash register person and they say, give me all your money or I'm going to shoot you. And that person just freaks out and does not know what to do and doesn't give them the money and doesn't open the register and they're like, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you and you're standing back there and you've got your LTC and you've got your gun in your purse. Are you willing to kill that guy that's threatening to kill the cash register person? Are you willing to kill him to keep him from killing her? And if you don't kill him and he kills her, are you willing to live with that? Well, I just remember when I took my class, um, I remember my instructor saying, um, don't get your gun out unless you intend to use it. Right. Because if you get it out and you don't intend to use it, you'll be shot with your own gun. Exactly. <laughs> that's was, was something that could happen. So that sticks with me all the time. You know, it's like, don't don't get it out if you're not prepared to use it. You have yeah. to be that ready. Yep. Be ready to do it. And I tell people also the story of in my family years ago when I first got my concealed carry license, which actually was called a CHL then, concealed handgun license. It was probably, oh, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago I got it, and I learned how to shoot, and I went and I did really well on my tests. And then I took my gun, and I put it in my purse, and I never got it back out. And the joke in our family was that if something happened and all four of us were eating dinner, I was supposed to get underneath the table, give them my gun, because that gave them an extra gun, You're and the they would protect me. Yes. <laughs> no, they were going to take my gun away from me and actually Which use was it. Their line yes, exactly. So I was like, so don't be that person. So if you're going to actually get a license to carry and, and be able to run with your gun on you, then you need to know how to shoot it and you need to be willing to shoot it. So let's talk a little bit about um, 
some of the stuff that um, I tell some of the runners, there's actually a really good, um, what I call a belly band holster right. on Amazon made by a company called Cobra Tech. Right. I've seen yours. Yes. And it's really good and it's very inexpensive. Now, with that being said, they only have the large and the extra large size, which actually works for me. I have a large, but um, you can actually go to the CoverTech website, I understand, and they actually have the smaller sizes available there. Right. So they have them both in black and in nude, and they are really good, very comfortable. And you know what? They're made out of neoprene. So they might actually help you lose weight around your waist if you're like me and you don't have one. <laughs> so, but again, I'm probably not going to get out and run, so that's not going to help me. <laughs> but it does help me when I want to carry underneath a shirt or something that I can't really carry on a holster on, and I don't right. have a belt on or something like that. It helps me with that. So there are also, for runners, um, there are some pants that you can get that have built-in carry spots. Oh, wow. And I actually have a couple of pairs of those. I love them. Interesting. For, because they look like yoga pants and they're dressy looking right. or whatever. Or you can get them just like jogging pants. So that's an option for joggers. Um, of course, you know, the other thing, if, you, if you're not willing to carry a gun or willing to learn how to use it, and if you carry it, you need to know how to use it and right. you need to practice. Um, if not, you'll shoot yourself in the foot. Let's talk about some other stuff that... Um, will help and i will say um, pepper spray is one of the things that i have with me all the time so even if you're leaving the mall after you've been shopping especially around christmas time i know lots of people have heard the stories of people getting you know attacked on trying to go to their car getting in their car or whatever and when i leave any place my pepper spray is on a little keychain that i put on my keychain and when i walk out the door i have it in my hand So if somebody messes with me, they're going to get sprayed. So for joggers, you think about a lot of times you can use that for dogs, for people, you know, for whatever, because it will stop them. If you've ever been pepper sprayed, and some of my family has because they're police officers, and they tell horror stories about getting pepper sprayed in their eyes. I would think that would be no fun at all. Yes. So the other thing is ear pods um, or earphones, headphones, whatever you want to call them. So there's a big discussion out there about should you wear headphones or whatever. And I have talked to several joggers and they were like, you know, it's so boring, especially those that run long distances to jog without some kind of music. But there are earphones and I know the Apple earpods or whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. They actually, you can have them two different settings. One where it blocks out all the noise or one where you can actually hear all the noise. Which is would be preferred. Which is what you want. So if you're going to wear earphones or whatever, make sure you get that kind of an earphone so you know what's going on around you. Always know what's going on around Always. you. Always. Of course, you know, don't get close to anybody you don't know well enough to trust, which in this case, you know, it may or may not have helped. Right. Because obviously she knew him well enough to where she didn't feel like she was, he would do such a horrendous act to her. I guess. So, you know, if you can still carry again, make sure you know how to use your gun. Um, Make sure you know where it is. Make sure you can get it out. So I have people ask me all the time, oh, do you have one of the bra holsters or whatever? Do you have this kind of holster? Do you have that kind of holster? And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, I mean, I've got those. I've actually got a bra holster on order just so I can see what it's like so I can tell people what it's like. But can you get to it if you need to? (laughs) 
So if you're wearing a dress, where do you put your gun? Right. You know, my thing is every time I go in and I shop, I always have to have shirts loose enough that my gun doesn't imprint on my shirt so people know I've got my gun on. I want it to be part of your fashion statement. Yes, and, and the other thing is I, I open carry in our store. Right. So I have to remember when I leave the store to actually tap my shirt and put it back on the outside because we want to know, we want people when they come in a gun store, we want to make sure they know, hey, we've got a gun. So, oh, absolutely. you know, um, that kind of thing. Well, I've even heard, um, I think we were talking about earlier, um, that the Life 360 app, like, um, people were talking about, like, let someone know where you're going to be and someone be able to find you. And, you know, if, if if someone had that and they took their phone with them, then you then know you'd be able, are. yeah. Until they turn their phone off or somebody smashes it or... Right, but you... Which, but you would at least know where their last address was, where the last place they were. Right, or if someone was paying attention, you'd know something was happening. Because I know when we're traveling, sometimes people watch... You know, right. if we stop and they're calling, they're like, what are y'all doing? Yes, <laughs> exactly. I see y'all aren't moving anymore. I see you aren't moving. <laughs> you know, yes. so. Anita and I travel a lot, and my husband, I have Life 360, and my husband watches it. And so he will call us every so often and say, oh, are y'all getting something to eat or whatever? Because he can see where we are. Which, I've, which I'm very good. thankful for. Yeah. I'm yes. very thankful because he's paying attention. And I'm just saying, if someone was jogging, if someone for that 30 minutes right. was paying attention, maybe... You know, they could see if something was happening. I'm right. You know, I will say nothing's infallible, but in my beginner class, um, I actually teach, I play a video of a young lady who actually is being kidnapped in her car and she has her phone on her and she dials 911 without the people knowing. Right. And she's telling them on the phone, hey, this is where I am. And she's yelling at the people, why are you taking me down this street? Why are you doing this? So that the 911 people know where she is. is. So That's things smart. like that. Yeah, That's she smart. was very smart. And they actually caught the people that, that took her. But, That's you, know, you yeah. know, you should always be alert as to what's going on. Um, and we talk about there's four levels of attentiveness. Green as being like you're in la-la land, whatever, I don't care, whatever's going on around me. It's it's all happy. I don't think of anything being bad in the world, which in this day and age is not a good place to be. No, Yellow means you're kind of watching around. There's really not anything going on, but you're you're attentive. And you know, um, red means that there's something going on. That's that'd be that guy coming in the convenience store um, and threatening somebody. And black means you've gone completely the other direction and you're no longer with us. So just be careful. You need to always be at least in yellow, right? Because I, you need I think to I always kind of walk attentive. around in yellow because I, you know, if I come out of the store, I kind of know everybody that came out behind me and what direction they went. And right. I've done that from living. Away from home where I didn't know a lot of people and I had to kind of right, pay watch. attention. Right. You know, and I've gotten used to that. So now moving back closer to home, it's like I'm still kind of in that mindset where I'm right. paying attention to everything that's going on. Yeah. And I, again, you know, in Sydney's case, that would not probably have helped no. because she knew the guy. Yeah. So, which is really sad. There's really not a whole lot you can tell somebody about that no. situation, but this would be for people in the future. And again, you know, you she have to totally is not to blame. She probably no. did everything the way you're supposed to do. Exactly. Everything. So, um, the other thing is, you know, recruit a friend. That's one of the best ways to stay protected. Don't run by yourself. And I know that's not possible because, for instance, 
my friend that called me the other day that runs 10 to 20 miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know who else she knows that runs 20, right. 10 to 20 miles a day. It's not going to be me. Yeah, it's not going to be me either. I might get my car and like follow along beside her. <laughs> that, that, that's an idea. <laughs> yes, what can I say? Jog. Maybe on my bicycle while she's jogging. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't that know that I want to ride a bicycle for 10 miles that's right true, now. That's true. You know, I'm old. <laughs> that's whatever. true. Hey, so, you we know, get a pass. Yes, I think I'll pass. I think I'll let her just jog and keep her phone on her, and I'll have Life 360 and follow her around. There you go. Um, make sure you jog in an area that's familiar to you, but have several different routes. And that's what she does. She goes a different route all the time, you know, because that will prevent someone from actually watching where you are, you know, when you go, noting your schedule, your movements and all that good stuff. And you actually have an opportunity to be able to, you know, keep them from allowing you to be a victim. So um, don't jog in secluded areas or at night. If you do run after dark, do so in a well-lit and populated area and consider buying reflective running gear or a runner's light so that you're highly visible to traffic. Now, my daughter found a little belly band thing that she runs that she puts her her phone in at night when she does jog at night. Now, she usually jogs in town where she lives now. But it actually has blinking lights on it. Oh. So you can be very well seen. Absolutely. So it makes it, you know, a really good thing for them. And they, I believe she got that also maybe on Amazon. Yeah, everything's on Amazon. Yeah, I know. It's sad because sometimes I have to, like, keep myself from ordering from them because I get mad at them. It's too easy. Yes, exactly. Um, Don't run with your phone or other valuables in sight. Again, get that belly band, get something going on there, and make sure you face oncoming traffic because you don't want somebody coming up from behind you and hitting you like allegedly he said he did to her. Right. So, you know, make sure you carry your ID. And I will say that, um, in fact, my daughter, again, found a little place that you can actually put... It's a little ID thing that you can put on your watch band. And um, that way you don't have to carry a, your actual ID, but it has her name and her phone number, or emergency numbers or whatever on there. Oh, so nice. you actually can call the, if you, something were to happen, you know, they can do that. If you um, suspect you're being followed, make sure you call the police and find a safe area to wait if at all possible. Wear um, bright colored clothing so you can actually be seen. Um, I hate it when I'm driving down the road, especially at night, and there's somebody in black, and I'm driving, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm up on them before I see them, and I'm like, holy crap, you know, this is scary. I'm almost hit that person. It's almost, you know, I don't don't know what they're thinking. And, of course, if you're in town, you can carry a whistle or a shrill alarm to summon help. If you're out in the boonies where my friend that runs 20 miles lives, I don't think a whistle's going to really help you that much. So, you know, jog in open spaces. Don't get close to bushes or alcoves where somebody can hide. And make sure you take your key when you jog if you leave from your house. Don't leave your house unlocked. Now, with that being said, when I go walk, when I do walk, I don't necessarily always lock up my house. But then again, I have a lot of dogs. <laughs> you have a built-in security <laughs> exactly. system. They would have them down and on the ground and be on top of them. Yes. So there you go. Anyway, many women run, runners wonder why they should have to learn to protect themselves. It is a sad situation. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I think a lot of the problem is... Um, and they shouldn't have to. No, they should not. 
it's just women should not have to learn to protect part of the world we live in yeah and i think you know men especially those that don't have fathers in their homes and have never had a father in their home they're at a disadvantage because you know that's who teaches them at a young age how to respect women and how to not become a predator of women you know and no matter what anybody says, there's always going to be predators of some sort, and yes. they need to prepare for that. But, you know, I mean, what what should men be teaching other men, and how should they go about, I guess, finding someone, if you don't have a dad in the household, how do you go about finding someone that maybe can be that stand-in dad? Right. And someone lot- to look up to. Exactly. A lot of that can be done through the church. A lot of it can be done through team sports. A lot of things that you can involve your children in. Maybe the school. Yes. And again, that could be sports in the school. That could be pretty much anything in the school, whether you're in the band or whatever. I mean, whatever your thing is, you can help children learn how to be nice people. Right. Um, You know, teach them from an early age that there's no men or women jobs in the house. You know, and my kids always have learned that um, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to help me clean the house. You're going to wash dishes. You're going to do whatever. Oh, yeah. My Um, mom was that way. My mom was absolutely that way. You know, again, they need a man to influence them and teach them whether that's, you know, a dad figure somewhere, whether you've got a father at home, a teacher at school, you know, church is also a really great way. Um, lead by example. You know, when you are, if you are that father figure, you know, make sure when you're talking to women, you talk to them with respect because they learn, kids learn by example, if, as is evidenced by all the many things that kids repeat that we say. Oh, absolutely. And then we're going, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have said that in front of my two-year-old. Right. And then when they repeat it and we go, we don't know where they heard that, but we really do. Exactly. There you go. And make sure that they know women are their equals. Be respectful. Be kind. You know, that will help them throughout their whole life. Well, you know, at the end of the day, we don't... I'm not saying that this family did anything wrong. They may have done everything exactly right. Because at the end of the day, we don't really know what makes a person like this. I mean, I I just... It's so far out of the norm that we just don't you know I, I just have no idea i can't i can't imagine i can't imagine uh, you know there are lots of good families that have people in their family that do really bad things and you're just like how did that ever happen did they get on drugs did they I, right. you know i mean who knows but and they I, may have multiple children and have yes. very productive children and then this one this one that just you right. know something just didn't something's not right i you know and i, I don't think any of us know what makes that happen? Yeah, it's really, really That's the sad. terrifying part of it. It's, yes, I agree. Looking for a Texas LTC class? Todd Four and Marshall Gooding, legendary firearms licensed to carry instructors, are well known in the community and are now back at Legendary. Sign up today to get your LTC at www.legendaryshootingsports.com. The entire class takes place at Legendary's indoor gun range in Nash, Texas, allowing you to shoot in a climate-controlled environment. Classes fill up quickly, so sign up today. Funeral services for Sydney Sutherland were held on Friday, August 28th at ASU Newport Center for the Arts. 
We will update you if we find out any details in the future on Sydney. Please keep her family in your prayers. Stay safe because you know there is no rewind button on life.